The Horse and Hound Podcast. Hello and welcome to Horse and Hound's special daily podcasts from the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials, supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer. I'm Pippa Room, magazine editor at Horse and Hound and eventing editor, probably more relevant this week, and I'm joined by three of my colleagues from Horse and Hound, Lucy Elder, Gemma Redrup and Martha Terry, who are all working hard here at Burley this week, bringing you lots of coverage across our various different platforms. And we've had our first day of dressage today, and... Well, what a day of action it's been. We've had some really interesting and and, and brilliant tests that we've seen. We are going to talk about our top three to kick things off. So, Gemma, you get us started. Who's at the top of the leaderboard? Yeah, um, hype episode. The leader after day one here is Sarah Bullimore. Um, She's riding her homebred Karue, who is about 15-2, but he's a serious mover uh, and did a really lovely test. He scored 22.5 and yeah Sarah said he's a superstar with the attitude of a 22 hand horse and, uh, and that he's got serious small man syndrome but uh, he loves a crowd and showing off to them um, sort of they had a number of highlights but they did a beautiful halt in the middle of their test which the judge at sea Andrew Benny gave them a 10 for a death. the other two judges gave them eight and I I don't really know why because I can't see how it could have been any better but anyway yeah they are our leaders um Sarah's actually riding with a bit of an injury at the moment she um as I mentioned briefly yesterday she fell off another horse uh, competing at Wellington horse trials on Monday and got studded so yeah William Fox Pitt trotted the crew up for her yesterday she says she's taking it day by day she's managed to get around the cross-country course on a buggy so far um but she did say it feels better her leg feels better today than it did yesterday so fingers crossed she'll be all right oh yeah definitely though that sounds at least like it might be promising and of course she's got sort of 48 hours now almost before she'll have to to ride cross-country on it we can hear quickly from sarah in an interview that lucy did with her earlier yeah, no, he was amazing and, and actually stayed really rideable and with me, which was great because he hasn't been quite so rideable all year. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good place to do it. And tell me about his personality because it really shines through, I think. He's a little horse, but he's got, my goodness, that extended canter looks phenomenal. Oh, I mean, it is unreal. He, you know, you just think, where does that come from? It's huge. And to ride, he's not he's not a small horse. You know, he does feel feel enormous. And yeah, he's he just has got huge attitude, huge personality, and true belief in himself. You know, he is always right, um, but he just comes in a small package. Oh, well, fantastic to hear how pleased Sarah was with her little horse in that clip there. And the person who's lying second is literally just point one of a penalty behind Sarah. It's another British female rider. Lucy, you tell us about this one. Yes, this is Piggy March and the wonderful Brabanton winner, Veneer Kamira. And they actually, they had the lead until Sarah pipped them, as you said, by 0.1 of a mark. So it is very, very close at the top. And Piggy was, she was delighted with the mare, as she calls her, Tilly Bean. And we saw that as she finished the test and threw her arms around her, you could really see what what it meant to her. Um, She said that she was hoping for personal best and that she has put pressure on herself this week. And while the mare feels great, she looks amazing, she said she wasn't quite where she wanted it just before she went in she got quite hot and things but I don't think anyone watching would have realized that because from where we were looking she just looked 
I mean, she looked top class, didn't she? So yeah, yeah. She, she did. I really thought that Piggy had her at her best in the arena. She's not always the easiest mare to manage. There were just a couple of places in the eight metre circles where the marks dropped down, but uh, you know we're picking picking small holes in what was a, a very a very good test to produce that personal best result. And we can hear from Piggy now talking about about that score and about the mare's performance. Yeah, it was great. Uh, for 22.6 or whatever the score was, I think it just, you know, you just burst with pride. I was so wanting her to do a PB because she's felt that she's improved. She's not been an older horse that's just, this is what it is, and you accept her for what she is. She has actually, you know, got better the older that she's got. And, you know, this year she has felt that she's come on so much more. So, um, you know, she's been super consistent in her five stars. She's been on 25, 26, 27, that sort of mark. And I knew the judges here were really positive. If you got, if you were doing it right, they gave you, they rewarded you for it. And so I was just like, I just hope she goes in there and is positive and doesn't make the mistakes and, and they get with her, which they did. So um, I, I was praying for a PB, but the 22 point something was beyond what I'd ever imagined with her. So I'm just super proud. And the person who I predicted as our overnight leader, Pippa Funnel, is actually now sitting in third. She was the second rider into the arena this morning on a 26.2 with Billy Walkon. He was actually the dressage leader at that one-off five-star at Bicton last year. And he's a very tall, elegant horse. He went in a, a really lovely frame and uh, was well rewarded by the judges for a 26.2. We can hear from Pippa now talking a little about her test and about the score that she received. Yeah, delighted. Really chuffed with him, actually. He came out in a lovely frame of mind. I thought he was lovely with the energy for him, because he can get big and a bit strung out, but I thought he was lovely. I was a bit disappointed with the third mark. The judge, there was, she was, one of the judges was 5-6% out on the other two, so that was a bit frustrating. Big difference, isn't it? Yeah. It's the judge's opinion, isn't it? Yeah, so interesting that Pippa was a little disappointed with her mark or particularly the percentage from one judge and just looking at whether or not, you know, that that she sort of that was fair that she was disappointed. It's interesting. So Andrew Benny, who was the president of the ground jury, is the president of the ground jury at sea, was consistently higher in his marks than either of the other two judges, which is is fine, not a problem. What one can say is that both Andrew and uh, the judge at E, Judy Hancock, had a bit of a drop from their marks for Sarah and Piggy down to Pippa, um, whereas the judge at M, Catherine Eikinger, Keneally, sort of had them a lot closer. She had those leading three riders sort of within a percent of each other. Um, but it was the judge at E that Pippa felt was a bit lower than the other two, which was true. She still had Pippa in fourth place when you look at the overall rankings from Judy Hancock. Judy actually had Megan O'Donoghue in third and Pippa fourth. Um, but, you know, equally, two of the judges had Piggy first and, and Sarah second. So in the end, it does come down to a sort of overall look from the judges. And I don't think that uh, that, that judge was, was well out of line with Pippa when you look at the, uh, the whole picture today. Well, our team have been speaking to so many riders today and uh, picking up lots of stories, not just from those at the very top of the leaderboard. So we are going to have a quick whiz round and everyone's going to tell me about another rider who's been interesting or impressive today or just has a great story. Let us start with Martha on this one. Yeah, so I, I would pick out the, the fourth person um, in the order who is Zara Tyndall and Class Affair. And we didn't give her much airtime before, but um, she's gone hot on the heels of the leaders now on 28.4. 
Um, Zara said she absolutely loved being back at Burley. Um, she hasn't always had great results, but she was runner-up in, I think it was 2003, on the great Toy Town. So um, could she be heading for another great result? Um, this was a personal best for the horse. Uh, apparently he's been tense in the past and they've worked a lot on, on sort of improving how his back feels, how making him a bit more comfortable, and it really showed today. He's actually quite a small horse, he's only about 16 hands, but he, quite, he really filled the eye and he's quite flashy. Um, they just had a couple of mistakes and I, I think she was, she was delighted. She's quite stoical, but you could see how pleased she was with that result. I don't think she was expecting to be right up there. No, definitely. I remember speaking to Zara about her test at uh, Bramham with Class Affair and, you know, it hadn't gone brilliantly, but she was very kind of accepting. And as you say, spoke about the uh, fact they've been working physically to make him more more comfortable um, over the, the this summer. And hopefully that is now paying off. And yeah, she really is right up there behind the leaders, which is so exciting to see. Lucy, coming to you next. I'm going to talk about a Burley first-timer, Harry Much and HD Bronze. And they scored a five-star personal best of 30.8, so they are in provisional ninth after day one of dressage. Uh, Harry's got a really interesting story, and actually he's one of the riders that I have been... uh, chatting to for some of the video features I'm doing for Horse and Hand this week so do have a look out for that on our website. He started riding as a teenager um, and it was complete by chance. Um, again you can find out the whole story about that but involved a broken down car and taking his dad's riding lesson at that age so really cool story there. I thought it was really interesting and lovely as well that um, he is one of the Wesco Foundation uh, riders, which is a um, which supports young riders coming through. Um, and <coughs> Pippa Funnel is his mentor, and she was in a couple of horses before him. And we saw her going and supporting him afterwards. And uh, she had a lot to say actually when I spoke to her in the interview afterwards about supporting younger riders and what that means and and things as well. So I think he is one to look out for. Um, and yeah, I was really impressed by their test. Great, yeah, it's good to see some younger British names moving up the leaderboard as well. Gemma, how about you? Yeah, we're talking about younger British riders. Um, My pick is Alice Casburn, uh, who was riding topspin. Now, she is in 15th after today. She scored 33.6, which might not sound that exciting, but she was over the moon because I think she said it's four or five marks better than her score at Badminton this spring. And she sort of said, well, it's not by accident. I've been training really, really, really hard. Um, and the horse only started eventing three years ago. And she said he sort of hadn't had to use himself properly before before he went eventing. So it's just been a case of, you know, he's that bit older and retraining him almost. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's paying off, isn't it? And she's, she's, she's a lot, yeah, she's only 20 uh, and, a, and a real talent. So... Yeah. she's very much looking forward to the jumping phases now yeah no i bet she is who's uh, as you say such a young rider was actually took took individual bronze and team gold at the young rider europeans this summer and also mixing it with the very best at five star i'm actually going to mention a groom not a rider i'm going to go off piste uh, ladies and um, so uh, we've been trying to uh, pick up a daily groom story for the horse and hound website during burley and i met up this morning with adam short who is grooming for tom McEwen this week looking after chf kuliza who does her dressage tomorrow and had a great chat with Adam all about his uh, his work 
with Tom and this week and what Eliza, as they call her, is like as a as a personality and, and what Adam enjoys about his job. And he was sort of saying that the perception is might be that you're just sort of a pony patter and it's all about making the horses look pretty, but actually turning horses out maybe isn't his forte. But the thing that he's good at and enjoys is being basically, he said, an athlete manager and being the person who manages, you know, how the horses look, their feeding, their physio, their vet work, their farriery. Um, you know, there's a lot more to it than uh, just being able to do nice plats. So I had a great chat with Adam and that will be on the Horse and Hound website tomorrow and we will be speaking to grooms all this week if uh, you're interested in reading more about them. We will be back after this short break to talk about tomorrow's action. The Horse and Hound Burley Daily Podcast is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer. Not all ulcer-prone horses need the calories provided by specialist feeds, such as Bailey's Ease and Excel. So Performance Balancer is perfect for providing a low-starch, low-calorie diet, which supports gastric health and is accredited by Beta as suitable for horses prone to gastric ulcers. So, first day of dressage is done. We're looking forward to the second day of dressage tomorrow. And the big question here, ladies, I guess, is do we think anybody can get ahead of Sarah Bullimore? Are we going to have the same leader tomorrow night or a different one? And we haven't uh, pre-discussed our answer to this. We might all say the same or all say different. I'm going to come to Lucy first. What do you think? No. (laughs) Simply. Um, I think it's going to be close. There's some very good horses and riders in there. Um, But... 22.5 22.5 is an extremely good score, really good score, and it's going to take something really, really special to go beyond that. It's not out of reach, um, but I think Sarah is still going to be in the lead um, after after tomorrow. What does everyone else think? No, I, I completely agree. I, I can't see that score being beaten. And also, I think I did predict her as being the dressage leader, so I don't really want her to be beaten because then I'll be right. <laughs> yeah, I think we did all right in our predictions yesterday, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Gemma predicted, I think, Coroway as, yeah. as the leader. Lucy predicted Veneer Camilla, yeah. and I predicted Billy Walkon. So we did pick out the top three. Top three yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I think there might be a new leader. Do you? Oh, Martha, controversial. <laughs> Who's it going to be? I think Swallow Springs might come in there, last horse of the day. Every time this horse comes out with Oliver Turnant, he does a new personal best. He will have been primed for this. Um, it was long list of the Euros as well, short list of the Euros. I don't know how the listing quite works, but um, uh, yeah. And I think he's already done a 22. Was it a 22 the last run? He will be well up there. And you know how well Oliver prepares a horse for the big occasion. Um, I think I think we'd be fools to look past him. Oh, interesting. It's a really hard one, isn't it? There are two horses that I'm really interested to see tomorrow. Um, going to say Vondredi Biats with Kitty King um, the grey horse who is on the reserve list for the British squad for the World Championships Um, and also this is a bit of a wild dark horse combination and was on my list of potential ones to name as a dark horse if someone else had taken the one I was going to talk about in our podcast yesterday but Tim Price and Polystar. Yeah, good one. Quite a new ride for Tim. Very smart horse in the flat, previously ridden by Chris Burton. Just got so little form that we can actually assess them on. But he can do a very smart test. I think I'm going to go with Gemma and Lucy, and I don't think anyone will go ahead. But I think that, for me, Von Dubiez and Polystar would be two who maybe could challenge um as you say polystar swallow springs the last two of the day yeah. so it won't be able to it's over i mean it's first in in the morning vitali and tim price vitali can do a lovely test as can Pencas crown jewel and which is um Ros, one of ros canters yeah 
there's really nice horses to look forward to tomorrow, but I'm sticking by my guns and saying <laughs> I'm not quite going to do it. But I think it, you know, there will be, it will be quite close. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that we might maybe get some combinations who slip in between Sarah and Piggy and Pippa. There's sort of a four penalty yeah. gap there, and I think there's a little door open there that um, we could see a couple of combinations squeak into, even if no one can get ahead of Sarah. Um, it's probably just worth mentioning that at the end of the day today, the crowds here were treated to the sight of four of the British horses who are going to the World Championships riding through their dressage test, which was just a, a really lovely thing to see, wasn't it, Gemma? It was, it was, I felt spoiled. It was a real treat. Um, at the time, uh, just there was about, as they were about to start, Laura Collett in London, London 52 and Yaz Ingham and Banzai Deloire were warming up and I'd sort of almost forgotten that it was happening. And I was like, God, that horse looks like London 52. I was like, oh, that's because it is London 52. And they were all, I mean, all four of them looked incredible and it was really interesting to hear their insight afterwards. They, 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 um, there was a chap in the arena that did sort of interviews with the riders afterwards. So, yeah, it was really interesting to hear their immediate feedback as well. Yeah, so as well as Laura and Yaz, who Gemma just mentioned, there was Ros Cantor with Lordship Scraffalo. And at the end, Tom McEwen with the Toledo de Cursa. Oliver Townend didn't bring forward Ballamore Class because he ran at Blair last weekend. Um, so probably felt it was a little too much to, to be bringing him to Burley this week as well even just to do a test and that wasn't the right preparation for that horse which is totally fair enough we want the horses to do their best tests in Pretoni not here at Burley but yeah it was great to see them and there was some commentary on uh, on Burley TV from Carl Hester and in the arena Stephen Clark stepped up and sort of he's a top dressage judge and spoke about what he was seeing and I think it's fair to say that both Carl and Stephen were really impressed with those British horses and um and with what we were seeing and the riders all very much saying they've got things to take away and work on in the next two weeks. So it should be really exciting to, to see them in Pretoni. Well, I think that's pretty much the end of our day to Burley review. Thank you very much for joining me, everybody. Um, we'll be back to talk about the second day of dressage tomorrow. And I think we'll have a bit of a look at the cross-country course again tomorrow. We'll uh, maybe each pick out a fence and uh, talk about some of those challenges that the riders have, uh, ha- have coming up. So... Uh, We will speak to you again then. And for now, thank you for listening to Horse and Hand's special daily podcast from the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials, supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer.